God bless you. God bless you. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Tonight is Bible study night. I am going to go forth with our Bible study on the six promises that God gives to each and every one of us to get through tough and difficult days. Let's begin in prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you honor and glory for this day. We thank you for all that you have done. We ask that you, Lord Jesus, just open up our understanding so that we can receive what you want to tell us and what you want to reveal to us. Lord, I pray that you bind up any type of technological distractions or difficulties. And I pray, Father God, that you give us clarity of thought as we go into your word to study, to show our proof, so to show ourselves approved so that we can rightly divide the word so that when we speak to others about your goodness and your mercies, we are articulate and we are clear about what we are saying. We give you honor and glory in Jesus name. Amen. So let's talk about six ways God helps us to get through difficult days. You know, we are going through some tumultuous times right now. Uh, you know, we still dealing with COVID-19. Uh, we still have the, uh, the issue coming up with monkeypox and all of these things. But, you know, the word told us that there would be um, disease in the land, pestilence in the land. And that's not for us to worry, but it's for us to look up knowing that God is drawing nigh. So he has given us different tools and he has given us different scriptures, promises that we can stand upon so that we are able to uh, uh, stand and keep on standing. So I don't want you to feel like because things start going on in your lives and sometimes you feel like things are just simply out of control. Don't give up. Don't give up. God promises us that he will be there for us. And the promises of God, they are in the Bible. They are mentioned a lot of times, numerous amount of times. Many of those promises, they deal with God's plan for redemption. His fulfillment of these promises are seen through the scriptures. And you can see it also through his son, Jesus Christ. By him giving his son, Jesus Christ, we see that God fulfilled his promises. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have life everlasting. I don't know about you, but I'm living to live again. And when I leave this earth, I want to be able to say it as well with my soul so that I can stand before my creator and he can say, welcome in thy good and faithful servant. And I can rest and I can relax being in the presence of the one who first loved me, in the presence of the one who created me. That's going to be a glorious time. Those things are promised to us. Remember when Jesus was on the cross and the thief was there and he recognized Jesus and Jesus said, okay, I'm going to remember you. I go to prepare a place for you because he respected the fact and saw Jesus was on the cross. And he said, I go to prepare a, to prepare a place for you. He does that for each and every one of Jesus is sitting on the right hand of the father interceding for us day in and day out. And he has made a way in which we are able to live life abundantly and then make heaven our eternal home, a place of paradise, a place of peace and joy and happiness. These promises are real. These promises are true and they will be fulfilled. God's promises are not based on requirements. You don't have to do anything to because God is just God. When he says something, that's just who he is. To us, we call it a promise because it's like we look to him as being our supreme divine being, the one who created us. And so we say, wow, that's a blessing or, oh, wow, that's a promise. But in all actuality, when God speaks, every word that proceeds out of his mouth, it does what it says it's going to do. So if God ever spoke to you in your private time and he told you that you're going to be a great somebody, expect that to happen. Because that's just when he says something, it, that's what it is. 
And the only thing that causes or prevents us from not walking in the fulfillment of promises is when we are disobedient. God doesn't require that you have to do anything. His gifts are given without repentance. But sometimes we hold back what God has for us because we make choices that are not wise. We make choices that are not in his perfect will for our lives. And it'll sidetrack things. But God is so gracious to us that he will still turn things around to work in our favor to get us to where we need to be. So there's no requirement. It's just God's mercy and his goodness that he bestows behind, but bestows upon each and every one of us so that we can excel, so that we can be able to move forward in life. These are his promises. When we trust in God and we rely on his promises, they are for us as individuals and God plans these things for us as a whole. He doesn't it's not piecemeal together. God has a whole plan for each and every one of our lives. And when we have faith in him, these promises assure God's goodness. They are for our spiritual, emotional, and physical needs. These promises, meet, it meets us all the way around mind, body, soul, and spirit. So I'm going to talk to you tonight about six ways and where you can find yourself in difficult situation and there's a corresponding promise of God for you to have confidence in so that you can continue to walk on and carry on and press toward that mark of the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. So number one, when you are in over your head, sometimes this happens to us. We become overwhelmed. When we become overwhelmed that we feel like we maybe took on something that's too much or we bit off too much, we chewed off too much. And we said, oh, my goodness, what did I get myself into? I thought I was able to do it. And I, I, I just can't do it. It's just too much. It's just too much. I keep you know, some people say, oh, you know, I was supposed to go to this appointment. I was supposed to uh, uh, be at this event. And I can, because you have so much and you're doing so much and you become overwhelmed. Well, when that begins to happen, when you're in over your head, God promises to rescue us, those of us who trust in him. And over and over again, in Psalms particularly, God gives us assurance to save us from harm. Uh, David, he wrote a song in uh, 2 uh, Samuel twenty-two seventeen. Song, I meant to say song. He wrote a song in 2 Samuel Twenty-two seventeen, and it says he reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. I like that. He reached down from on high and took hold of me, and he drew me out of deep waters. How many times have you felt like you were in some deep waters where you were just trying to stay above waters, and you just kept feeling yourself slipping, just slipping and falling down? God, he will deliver us from deep waters. David knew what it was like to be in over his head. He spent many of his years running from Saul. He knew Saul wanted to take his life. Can you imagine that? How many of us have to, every day, we start like somebody's after us or somebody's trying. Yeah, it can bother you. It, it, it can just make you at some point in time just say, this is just too much. But even after David was made king of, of Judah when things were divided between David and Saul and, and the, it was continuous hostility. David still took time to call out to God. He still took time to recognize that God had all power in his hand. Every time David got into a sticky situation, he called on the name of the Lord and he was there. He was there to deliver him. Second uh, Samuel 22 verses 
Hold on, let me get it. 22, 2 through 7. 2 Samuel 22, 2 through 7. He said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God is my rock and whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation. He is my stronghold, my refuge and my savior. From violent people, you saved me. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise and he have he has been saved from my enemies. The waves of death swirled about me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me. The snares of death comforted me. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I called out to my God for his temple. He from his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came to his ears. Let me tell you something. Whenever you call upon the name of the Lord, whenever you cry out to the Lord, he hears you. He hears you. I don't know about you, but every good mother, they know the sound of their baby's voice, their children's voice. They know when that baby is crying and they just being a little nag or they just, you know, whining just to whine. But they also know and recognize when that baby has a certain cry and the way they cry, it's an alarm to say something is happening. It's a distress cry. I need attention. I need help. And mama comes running. What's the matter, baby? What's wrong? Because mama has that ear to hear. We got some good daddies out there that know and do the same as well. Guess what? We have the great father. The one who sits high yet looks low. And when he hears us crying out to him, he comes just like that, just like that present help in a time of trouble. Whenever you become overwhelmed, whenever you feel like you're in over your head, call out to God and he will incline his ear to your voice. Somebody say amen. Amen. All right. Sometimes here's another one. Number two, when you're tired and weary, how many of us get tired and weary? If you say you don't. Ask God to forgive you from that lying spirit because the best of us, we get tired and weary. I don't know about you. If you had to drive in the sun and I'm not complaining because I love the sunshine, but it's been really hot lately. But when you have to drive in that hot heat, even with the air conditioner, you get out your car, you get tired. You be like, oh, let me go lay down. Right. You've done all that you supposed to do. You don't went to work. You came after work. You went grocery shopping. After you went grocery shopping, put the groceries up. Then cook something to eat. Gave the kids some uh, 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 a bath. Read your little bedtime story. Said your prayers with them. Put them to bed. You ain't go to bed. You still up. You cleaning. You mopping. You sleeping. You washing dishes. You putting laundry away. You still didn't. And you're still not going to bed because you finding every little thing that you let me try to get this done. Listen. And before you know it, you say, "Ooh, I'm tired." We all get tired. It's okay. But God promised us that he will give us strength to those who trust in him. We, when we call on him, we, we simply just say, look, be honest, Lord, I'm tired. Lord, I'm weary. I'm getting weak. And he will be there and he will come in to be our strength. Isaiah 40, 29 says he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Isaiah 20, excuse me, Isaiah 40, 29, Isaiah 40, 29, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Isaiah 40, 31 says, those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. Just trust them. Some, some, God will give you that second win. When you trust him, when you call upon him, before you know he picking you up, turning you around, and before you know, whew, you get a fresh win, and you can continue to press on. Trust in the Lord, and he will find you the new strength that you need to endure, to keep going, to keep reaching, to keep stretching, to keep pressing. Isaiah 41.10, 
So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41 and 10. Don't, don't fear. Don't become dismayed. He's, he's there to strengthen and to help. That's what I like. God is my help. He's my source. He's my go-to person. Sometimes I can call my best friend and she don't answer the phone. And I say, oh man, got nobody to talk to. Sometimes I call my sister. She don't answer the phone. I ain't nobody to talk to. Sometimes I call my husband. He busy at work. I ain't got nobody to talk to. But when I call on the name of Jesus, when I call on my heavenly father in the moment when I say, you know what? Lord, I'm, nobody's around me to talk to. I, 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 I need, I need some attention. God will just in that moment embrace his loving arms around. God will take, he'll, he'll whisper in my ear, go outside and I'll go outside and I'll fit, feel the wind blow. Ooh, I don't know about you, but I love when I feel the wind, when it, when it just glides against my skin. I, it's, it's, it makes me feel alive. God has said, go ahead, look this, look over here to the right. And I'll see a beautiful flower that has blossomed to its fullness. And I'm like, wow, look at the handiwork of God. God will speak to you through his nature and he will be that help. He will be that comfort. He will embrace you wherever you are at, whatever it is that you need. He will make sure that you come up out of that thing so that you are not dismayed. He does not want us to be dismayed. Came, came across a challenge. How am I going to get through, through this? Oh, God, help me this, that. I called on the name God of, the, of the Lord. God, help me. How am I going to get through this? Several times I did that. And before I knew it, my phone rang. And on the other end of the line was a person who had the knowledge or directed me to the resource to help me solve a problem. That's nobody but God. Yes, this is not anything magical. This is not anything where, and it's like soothsaying or fairy telling. This is the truth. When you put your trust in God and you call upon him, he's there. He doesn't want us to be dismayed. And when you're weak and when you're tired, he will be the strength that you need to help you to carry on. All right. When you're hurting, here's a scripture. Promises of God. When you're hurting. Psalms 147 and 3. He heals the brokenhearted. He, you got to say that to you. He heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. When your heart is broken, he's there to heal it. When you have wounds because you've been hurt or disappointed, he's there with the salve to soothe the pain and the bandage to bind it and to wrap it to make you feel better. You know what this scripture simply is saying? That you're going to get brokenhearted. You're going to you're going to have to deal with some things that are sometimes it'll leave you wounded. But he heals the brokenhearted and he binds their wounds. He is Jehovah Rufa, our healer. So he's there. Some of y'all, you, you may have gone through a, a, a separation, a split up, a divorce, a breakup. Family members divided. It is disappointing and it hurts. Take that to God. Say, Lord, I'm hurting. I'm hurting. Please mend my broken heart. Bind my wounds. Soothe me, God. And he will come in and be your help. 
He will come in. God will give you direction. He will tell you what to do. He will tell you where to go. And your time when you're calling out to him, wait for him to respond back. And he will lead and guide your spirit so that you can come up out of that situation so that you can feel better. God wants you to feel better. In my house, I have to keep a box of band-aids. My son is three years old. He'll be four in September. But I keep a box of band-aids. Because sometimes, ouch, ouch, it hurt. I mean, he boo-hooing and crying, this, that, and the other. And I'll take my hand, because I got this from my father. And he used to do it to us when we were young. And he did it to, to, to uh, my nieces and nephews, his grandchildren. He used to come in, in the name of Jesus, be thou made whole right now. And then he had band-aids. And he would put the band-aid over the spot. And they would get up and run, just like nothing ever happened. Tears dried up. Smile on the face, sing and laugh and run on about their way. That's the way God wants us to feel when we come to him. He wants to soothe us. He wants to tell us, look, be made whole. Put that little bandage on there. Now go ahead, run, jump and enjoy the rest of your day. Yes, when you are hurting, God is concerned. When you are hurting, God, he feels he's compassionate. He, he knows all of what we bear. Jesus came into this world to represent his father. He came, he's God in flesh form. He came to this world so that he could feel what his creation felt. He could have, be able to identify and understand our emotions, our hurt and our pain. God is there. He understands. Don't ever make anybody make you feel that get over it. No, we hurt. Something's happened in our lives and it causes us for hurt. But God is there. And he promises us that he will heal the wounds of every shattered heart. Okay. Number four, we almost there. When you think of yourself as a nobody, you know that happens. Oh, I'm not good enough. I don't have these credentials. I don't have this experience. Oh, I wish I would have, could have, did it. I could I wish I would have, could have, should have. Oh, don't nobody pay me no attention. Don't nobody think about me. Here's a promise that lets you know. Got to pull you up out of that type of thinking. God promises those that trust in him that they are always in his sight. Isaiah 49, 16. I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Each and that, you know, God got some big old hands. He's the creator. He's the great I am. He's all that. And then some each and every one of us, he has his name, our name engraved in his hands. Each and every one of our names. So when you ever think that you nobody, guess what? The great I am knows that you're somebody. Whenever you, time you feel like you're not good enough, stop doing that. Know this. The great I am says that you are good enough. You are somebody because the great I am, the author and the finisher of our faith, has your name engraved in his hand. He will not forsake us. He will not leave us abandoned. He's not going to do that. The only thing we have to do is what? Put our faith, our hope, and our trust in him. Don't ever think that you're nobody. You are somebody in God's eye. You, we are the apple of his eye. And always remember that. All right, number five. When you are teetering on the edge. Whew, well, you're just like, you know what? I'm done. Can't take this more. I'm just about to boom, explode. 
Some of y'all are sitting in that place. God done delivered you from alcohol and drugs, narcotics, all these these dependents, these subs uh, 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 these substances that you depend on. You know that that keep destroying you. God has delivered you, and some of y'all are saying it's too much. I'm on the edge. I'm about to go back. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Don't do it. God promises to lead those who trust in him so they do not fall. Huh? So they do not fall. He does all of that and he wants us to trust in him so we do not fall. If we look at the book of Habakkuk, Habakkuk 319, it says, he makes me like a deer, which does not stumble. He leads me safely on the steep mountains. He leads me safely on the steep mountain. This life sometimes can be like a big mountain, but you, and we climb and we just that. but don't you know that when we put our faith and trust in God, he will not allow for us to stumble. Sometimes we'd be right on the edge of our mountain. And it looks like it is no, it's no leverage anywhere for us to catch. Uh-uh. God got you. He'll tell, turn your foot to the left. Put your right foot behind. Now just balance yourself. And the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you. Wherein you will not fall. We're going to teeter sometimes. We may even feel a little off balance. But you're not going to fall. You're not going to fall off the edge. Hold on. Put that bottle down. Put them narcotics down. You don't, you don't have to depend on that. Depend on God. And he will see you through. All right. We are at number six. When no one is able to help. Like I said earlier, sometimes you call this when you call out. They're not there. Sometimes you're looking for help. You're looking for solutions. You're looking for answers. I thought this was my friend. I thought this was my colleague. I thought my lawyer had the answers. I thought I could go over here and talk to uh, 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 my, my accountant and Nothing. Don't 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 be dismayed. God promises to help those who trust in him. Only thing you got to say is Lord help. Psalms 107 13. Psalm 107 13 says, Lord, help. They cried in their trouble and he saved them from their distress. He saved them from their distress. Whatever distress you are going through, God can pick you up and turn you around. You got to just say, Lord, help me. See, sometimes we let pride get in the way. Mm -hmm. And see, some people saying, okay, well, I do. see, so God will put his people. Remember, the spirit of God is on those who believe in him. It's on the inside of those believers. And God puts, that's what he said. I'll never leave you nor forsake you because he's going to put the right men and women of God who are spiritually minded, mature enough to handle what you are dealing with. And God will send them. But sometimes we get prideful. Some of y'all got companions sitting right in your home. And y'all won't even go and say, can you pray for me? I'm not feeling well because you're too prideful. You need to stop that prideful demon. Tell him to loose his hole so that you can be released to receive your blessing. You got somebody that can pray for you. You got somebody that don't have a problem putting their hands on, on you and saying, in the name of Jesus, you better take that. That's a blessing. Take it. Receive it. In the name of Jesus. And get your breakthrough. Some of us too prideful. Some, I mean, things will be falling around you because you don't want nobody in your business. I don't. God will direct the right person. If you say, Lord, help me. He's going to say, okay, go over there and talk to elder such and such. Go over there and talk to your grandmother. Go over there and call your auntie. But sometimes pride gets in the way. I don't want them to know that about me. I don't want them to say, okay, we'll keep being hindered. 
Keep being in shackles and chains and bound in your spirit. Whom the Savior says free, they are free indeed. The only thing you have to do is call out for it. I'm talking to those of you who are going through things psychologically. You know what? Yes, the word of God is powerful and it's true. Fasting, powerful. Praying, powerful. But it's sometimes when you need that extra step and you need to go out and you need to speak to somebody, you need that therapy. Go find a, a, a therapist who is a believer. They out there, they out there, baby, they out there. And they will pray with you and they will also give you wisdom and advice and insight to help you to get through whatever it is that you're going through psychologically. Can't be prideful. Can't be prideful. When you call for help and you say, Lord, help me, and he shows you how to get to, get to that help, you got to move with it. Because if you don't, the enemy will keep you in that place of bondage and you won't be able to be free and live life abundantly the way he wants you to. Psalms 107. It teaches in particular that in all situations, we can cry to God for help. It lets us know that we can cry to him and we can let him know how we feel. That's Psalms 107. Read it in its entirety. Psalms 104. Psalms 104. Four. Psalms 104 and 4. He makes winds his messengers, flames of fire his servants. He set the earth on its foundations. It can never be moved. You covered it with the watery depths as with a garment. The water stood above the mountains, but at your rebuke, the waters fled. At the sound of your thunder, they took to flight. They flowed over the mountains. They went down to the valleys, to the place you assigned them. You set a boundary that they cannot cross. Never again will they cover the earth. He makes spring pour water into raven. It flows between the mountains. They give water to all the beasts of the field. The wild donkeys quench their thirst. The birds of the sky nest by the waters. They sing among the branches. He waters the mountains from his upper chambers. The land is satisfied by the fruit of his word. He makes grass grow for the cattle and plants for people to cultivate, bringing forth food from the earth, wine that gladdens human hearts, oil to make their faces shine, and bread that sustains their heart. The trees of the Lord are well watered, the cedars of Lebanon, Lebanon that he planted. There the birds make their nests. The stork has its home in the junipers. The high mountains belong to the wild goats. The crags are a refuge for the high rats. He made the moon to mark the seasons in the the sun knows when to go down. You bring darkness. It becomes night and all the beasts of the forest prowl. The lions roar for their prayer and seek their food from God. The sun rises and they steal away. They return and lie down in their dens. Then people go out to their work, to their labor until evening. How many are your works, Lord? In wisdom, you made them all. Earth is full of your creatures. Let me tell you all of this design in which God has made for each and every one of us to experience. It was done on purpose to show that he is a help in the time of trouble. He commands the waters to draw back. Then he'll speak to them again to tell them to spew out so that you can have drink for your thirst. So that you can be able to cleanse your body, refresh your spirit. He tells the moon when to set the seasons in order and in place so that you can be able to appreciate the seasons of your life. All of this is done to help. All of this is done for you to succeed. All of this is done for you to gain satisfaction in the fact that you trust in the true living God. 
So when life troubles come your way, when situation seems as if it's all twisted and turned around, remember these scriptures on tonight. Study them. Go back in your personal time. Ask God to give you a personal divine revelation. Ask him to build your hope and trust in him stronger each and every day. We're all going to experience in our time and, and here on earth. Some, some, some time frame, there's going to be some hardships, but you're not alone. He will not. He will not leave you nor forsake you. He is the great I am. And if he did all of that with creation, creation is even here to help us. And we got to recognize that. Go outside. Let the sun. Let it tan your skin just a little bit. 10 minutes, it ain't going to hurt you. And appreciate how God is even blessing you in that. When it rains, sometimes we always rain is rain. If it's a nice hot rain, stand out and let the water quench your spirit, your body, and your soul. Appreciate what God has created to help you to make it along the way. I do pray that you receive something out of tonight's Bible study. I pray that the blessing of the Lord continue to make you rich, adding no sorrow to it. Until we meet or speak again, I pray that God pours down blessings from heaven wherein you will not have enough room to receive it. Go with God and he will go with you. God bless you. Love you. Enjoy your night.